Fun, fun week. Lots of surprises. <laughs> Lots of surprises. And, and you may have had some too. Uh, and that's okay. God's amazing grace is on top of all of it. Uh, if I was to title this, I'd title it uh, Weapons Against Worry. We need weapons against worry because worry steals a lot of time and actually a lot of years from us. Like, read this awesome scripture. So it's Matthew chapter 6, and, it, and we'll all go there together. Uh, this, this is just like, to me, I, I was halfway through the week and God showed me I was landing here. So I'm very excited to, to get into this because it was so funny. Last night, I was, I, as people kept calling and saying, oh, I can't be there tomorrow. Oh, we got to reschedule. Oh, you have to do this. Oh, Rats, Rwanda's you know, leader is down with COVID. And all these things are happening all simultaneously. I'm mowing the lawn. I, I mean, I started it at like, <laughs> like six. I have all of my family's laundry in our house up on chandeliers, and, and on the backs of chairs because our dryer broke. Uh, and, that's, and that's not like, oh, so sorry, your dryer broke. You know, I mean, people are dealing with way worse things, but it's super annoying, you know. And I have a big family, so we got these clothes everywhere. So it looks like it blew up is what it looks like. It looked like it was just, uh, just poof, and they just went everywhere, you know, like confetti. So there's clothes everywhere in my house. And I'm just going through the house, and I, you know, is this dry? Is that dry? Okay, I can wear that. You know, like we have no dryer. It's just irritating. Of course, it rained the last couple of days. It's been sun and sun and sun and sun, and as soon as that dries, uh, dies, that, nothing dries. So meanwhile, uh, I, I thought, well, I'm just going to mow the lawn, and the, and, the, and the guy that was fixing my dryer comes and shows up like super-duper late, and he's not, it's not his fault. None of this is anyone's fault. It's just the way it kept working. So he needs me to stop mowing the lawn so I can show him what it is and we're working that. Day. So I go back out. I get a phone call, stop the lawnmower. You know, it's a tractor, so I got to get off. I got to get off the seat. This shuts down. I go over. I, I, so, oh, I can't be there. Okay, so I'm going to make three more calls, make sure these people know. Okay, back mowing again. Oh, for another phone call. No, I can't make it tomorrow. Uh, can, we, can we rearrange this? Sure, sure, sure. Oh, it just keeps changing. I'm mowing with headlights at the end of this. This is June, people. It doesn't get dark till like 9. And I got headlights on. I started a long time ago. I got a big lawn, but it's not that big. You know, so I'm working on this, and I'm just, and so, so it was going to be, we, we discovered late that Teen Challenge was going to share. We had, 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 a, had a crossfire in our communication, but then COVID stops things like that. So I, I was like, oh, and that was one of my calls on the, on the phone. So I'm like, oh, rats, yeah, COVID is dangerous. That's just not going to work. So, so, so what I'm going to do is I just go back to whatever I was studying. What was I studying at the beginning of the week when I was going to do the message, <laughs> you know, before I realized I wasn't? And now I am again. This is last night. And I look it up. It was do not worry. It was, it was this chapter 6 of Matthew. Do not worry. I felt like the Lord was like, <laughs> relax. You got headlights. Doesn't that help you finish the lawn? <laughs> you know, it does, doesn't that help? You're not mowing in the dark, you fool. You just relax. It's okay, you know. You, you, you've got a washer and a dryer. And by the way, it's fixed now. You can go put your stuff in it, pull it off the chandelier. You're good. 
You know, I mean, just like we get so wound tight about crazy things. We were working out the budget for the church for the next year and looking at some things. And some of the things looked a little scary and some of them looked awesome. And we're like, okay, well, it is what it is. And I was like, oh, wait a second. Are we sending a team to a third world country that doesn't have anything that we have? What are we worried about sitting in our nice chairs and in our air conditioning right now? Come on. It's a wake-up call. We worry, 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 worry too much. Read this with me, if you would. Uh, Therefore, verse 25, Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you'll drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? All right, I'm a little offended at uh, my own behavior. I had a super busy week that was, looked like a light week. And I even told people, hey, I got kind of a light week. I've been getting home super duper late, but I got kind of a light week. You know, if you want to see me this week, it's a good week for that. You know, I've, there's people that are trying to get some time, whatever, which I love. I love that. I look forward to that. If you want to, you'll make sure. Just schedule with Bonnie because there might be someone else there. Just so make sure I don't miss you. I love seeing my, you know, my church family. It's awesome to me. So I was like, this is a good week. Some people that were asking. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. But I'd already scheduled all those meetings, so everything else I did went beyond that. I was like, wow. I thought it was going to be a light week. It was like double hard. And, and so it was my anniversary, my 32nd year anniversary, my wife and I's 32nd anniversary. And if you're looking back to see her, she's not there. Someone didn't feel well, so they're all home. I'm like, man, really? <laughs> so they're watching online too. So it's like, wow, this is just like such a fun week. And so, but we get to June, June 2nd's the day, and I, and I got home at like 8. So like that didn't happen. So I said, honey, I got Friday off. The kids are in school. We'll do that day. And they were. And we had this great day. It was just this great day. Wonderful day. We spent way too much money. We, we you know, just buying stuff. We found hoverboards for the kids that were like half price and bought them stuff. I mean, we're just spending stuff I don't even have to spend. Having a great day, you know? And we, and we go out to eat, and we're, and we're just like, oh, we both love Mexicans. We're going to Margaritas. Margaritas doesn't open until 3. School gets out at 3. That's not going to work. So we find that, like, El Agave or something. It's like, uh, it's, it's, it's in, it's in, it's in um, anyway, you know, the marketplace. Augusta. So we go to that across from Red Robin. You have to wait two hours there so we can go there. Uh, so we go across, and we're, and, we're, and we're getting our food. She gets this killer awesome meal, and I get this one that I don't even know. I mean, someone was getting trained. <laughs> someone was getting trained, and I think they, didn't, they ran out of spice. I don't know, something. I mean, I, I could have done better, and I have no culinary skill whatsoever. <laughs> Toast, popcorn, that is the extent, and anything you can put in a microwave. But no, it, my meal is just like, Terrible. It's just like bland and awful. So I'm just, I'm just taking bites of hers. We end up just sharing hers, and I'm just, I, I did eat it because I was hungry. But I, I left there mad. I'm with my wife having this awesome day, but I'm ticked about food. I was like, God, I'm so sorry. Not then. I was still mad. Later at Target, when we found the half-price things, I'm walking out with these little hoverboards. The kids have been wanting one of these. I can't afford those things, but they can get two for one. Why afford that? You know, today, and if I can't, I'm doing it anyway. And so I did it. I'm walking out all super happy, and, and I feel like God said, Is, was it really that big a deal at agave? I'm like, no. And her food was awesome. I'll just order that next time. <laughs> now I know what to get. 
Sometimes it's just about what a place does, you know? Do, do their best thing. So I was worried about food. So right out the gate, I was convicted reading this. Like, oh, wow, I was that worried about food. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns. This is verse 26 now. Uh, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? You know, you ever see the birds up on the line? They're just looking. They're looking for stuff to die. Then they go down and eat it off the road. Did you see any this morning on your way in? Yeah. Those big black ravens just, just grabbing food off the side of the road and just pecking at it and eating it. Their meal's coming. They just <laughs> got to wait for someone to hit it. You know? <laughs> Their meal's going to happen. They're not even worried. They're not even sitting there on my stomach saying, oh, I've got I to store some of this. I've got to save some of this uh, carrion, some of this dead meat with the maggots in it. I've got to save some of that for later. You know, they don't. They just wait. They just wait. They're sitting up there waiting, just looking. They know it's coming. And they, none of them, like, drops off from hunger. They, they're going to be okay. And we do. We're just like, oh, I don't have enough. One time, I was young with my wife, and we, we, we have no money. I'm a teacher just starting off. Got zero, you know. Uh, they still don't pay teachers very much, but back then it was really bad. <laughs> and so our fridge had almost, maybe I've never shared this before, I don't even know. My, my fridge was, was empty, but it had some old food in it that I was going to throw away, but we had friends coming over. And I was like, and my wife's going to hate, she's probably watching online going, seriously, why would you even tell that to people? <laughs> but, I, I, but, the, but there was stuff in the fridge, but I knew it had to be thrown away, but we had like four families that I taught school with all coming to my house. And I'm like, just leave it in there, we'll pretend, you know? I mean, we're not having them over for supper, they're just coming over, but if someone opens that thing up to get something, I don't want to look like nothing's in there, that's embarrassing. And so I get home, the thing's cleaned out, and even like cleaned, like, like, like you open, it's like, oh. I mean, nothing in it, but like the light and it's shiny. I'm like, why? Why would you do that? I said, you should leave it something. There was nothing in it. You know, now look at it. You know, so it comes over. You know, what do you get? Do any of the kids have that fake food? You know, like those toys, like a fake kitchen. I think they do. We'll go back and we'll throw that in there. And she's like, no, it's cool. I was praying and God spoke to me and said, if you clean it out, I'll fill it up. If you clean it out, I'll fill it up. Before my friends arrived, another friend who worked at this food kitchen had just crazy awesome stuff that I could never afford. Brought it to my house and said, we had this unbelievable load of extra stuff. We don't, could you use any of it? I was like, oh yeah, I could use a little. How many boxes you got? <laughs> How many boxes are in the back of that U-Haul you just brought up here? I'll, I'll take all of it. You know, like we, it was so much stuff. It was crazy. It was cakes. It was like, like two or three of them. Yeah. I'm a sweet tooth, so that actually really matter. I would just eat that for supper, and that's good. Uh, you know, licking the frosting off. We had all this stuff. It was sausages. It was, it was crazy amounts of food, and they just kept bringing it up the stairs. I'm like, all right, God. <laughs> My bad. So my friends came. I was embarrassed at all the stuff on the counters. We, we had nowhere to put it. I couldn't get it all put away. I was like, this is, okay, it's just ridiculous. God, he's ahead of us. He's ahead of us. The birds don't have to store away. So we get to 27. It says, can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Well, you can't, but you can sure take some away. One of the things that kills more people in this country and got COVID way beat. It's just anxiety. Just heart attacks. Just anxiety. Just high blood pressure. 
just years and years of residual anxiety that you haven't dealt with, and it takes people out. Over and over. Number one killer. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They don't labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how the God clothes the grass of the field, that was just mowing with headlights. That. You know, if, if, if he does that to the grass, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into fire, won't he much more clothe you, you of little faith? Won't he clothe you? You know, where we get it twisted is you want the clothes you want. We want the food we want. And this is the, this is the cry of the flesh. I want what I want when I want it. That's the screaming outcry of your flesh all the time. I want what I want when I want it. Babies aren't nice. <laughs> Babies are rude and mean, and they will slap your face if you don't give that food fast enough. They'll just be like, you would be feeding them. It's in your mouth. They don't care. They don't care you're overtired. You didn't sleep last night. That doesn't matter to them. Feed me. I'm up. That's what matters. I want what I want when I want. Change me. I'm exhausted. I just change. <laughs> They're so ridiculous. And God makes them super duper cute to save their lives. <laughs> I mean, I know you know that. But that, that keeps, that preserves them. And, and so, you know, so you've got this situation where you, you just want it so bad. You want it so bad. You've got to have it. And that's, and we, and we funnel vision, tunnel vision into that one little thing. And God's saying, there's so much here for you. And you're, you're, you're looking at all the wrong stuff. The problem is you look at the spectrum of things that you think you need or must have. And really, there's just something that you need. And it's me. I can give you peace. I can give you joy. I give you eternal life. I am where everything you need comes from and pours out of. And you just want, you know, you just want crumbs instead of the whole banquet table. Because you think the banquet table is the physical stuff, and it's not. We were talking this morning, someone wasn't feeling well, and, 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 and then someone else said, oh, yeah, no, I think it's just, it was something, maybe a panic attack or something. We're like, you know what? I would absolutely choose a physical ailment over an emotional or psychological one any day of the week. I will take an actual sickness over a panic attack. Have you ever had one? Everybody's like, oh, it's fake. It's only a panic, panic attack. Ah, uh, it's a real panic attack. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm dying. You know, they're horrible. They're horrible. I would choose regular sickness over pretend sickness that you think is worse or worry and anxiety, which turns into real sickness. For the pagans, verse 32, the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them, but first seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. That's the thing, guys. If you seek him first, 
then all these things get added because he is a good, good father. I didn't buy hoverboards because it was a kid's birthday or their anniversary or anything else. They get nothing today. It's my anniversary. This is my day. And I'm out buying them stuff. We spent way more on them. And I was excited about it. I'm a decent father. He's a good, good, good father. He's an awesome father. He wants to give good gifts. He loves to bless your life. The problem is he can't always do it because we screw the things up that he gives us. You don't hand the car keys to a 10-year-old. You've got to be old enough and mature enough to handle the things that God is handing you. So he doesn't give you like this crazy awesome thing because you, I mean, give, give $2 million to a teenager and that's not going to go well. God's got to have you ready for the gift. So you appreciate it when it comes. And if you don't go through a dark time like no food in the fridge or old food in the fridge and you're putting it there on purpose, then you don't understand it when God fills the fridge. If you didn't go through a plate when you could just fill it all the time yourself, you don't understand the grace that was just poured out in your life. So that sometimes people who can't afford it all the time are missing the mark because they don't understand the grace that's being poured out in their lives over and over and over and over and over by a good father. The only reason, the scripture says that a gift makes a way for the giver and ushers them into the presence of the great. The only reason you can ever even make money is because God allows you to. Because he puts a gift in you that does that. So seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and he has already thought ahead about what you need. He's already, he, can, he, can, he can produce that out of zero. So concentrate on him. Therefore, and listen to this, this is a scary verse. You would think, oh, that's kind of a nice verse. That's touching, Hallmark. It's not. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. First, it just told you that each day has enough trouble of its own. Each one. But there's another thing in here. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You know what that means? If you don't have a manner in which you can deal with that trouble, it's now residual. Or to put it differently, cumulative. Because if you're still worried about what happened on Monday and it's Friday, then you've wasted Tuesday and Thursday and Friday. Well, and Monday when you started worrying about it. If you're still worried a month later about what your friends said or what they did or the job you didn't get or why didn't God show up here in my life and it's four years later, that's cumulative. Each day has got enough of its own trouble, so you must have a method by which you deal with anxiety. You have to have a method by which you deal with, with worry. You have to have a weapon against worry. If you don't have a weapon against it, it keeps collecting, and you can't get rid of it. It's so amazing when God comes, and it's like he removes that thing that's just crushing your chest. Have you ever had that happen where you're just like totally worried and so frustrated and you're just like, God, for the love of God, I just don't even want to feel like this. I go to bed. I think about it. I can't sleep. I wake up. It's the first thing I sit with and talk to in the morning is this problem. Just take it out of me. I don't even want to care about it anymore. And he goes, 
and you just suddenly don't hurt? And you just suddenly don't feel it? I would take that over the full fridge. I would take that over winning the lottery. I would take that over anything. God speaking and giving us a way to be free from our worry and anxiety because the scripture says he is peace. He's a peace that passes understanding. So even if you've got a reason, and often we don't, but even if you've got a reason to be super worried, he overcomes that. But we must have a weapon. We, we used worship. Worship is a weapon. Don't ever treat it like less than that. Worship is a weapon. You're struggling at night and you can't sleep and you're so bothered by something, sing a praise song to God. If you can't sing it, recite the words. You've been given a double-edged sword. It's the word of God. The thing's so stinking powerful. You've been given that word. That word is eternal. That word is Jesus himself. The word made flesh and walked among us. We touched him. We felt him. His hands and feet got marks with his love for us in them. That word is real. And that word changes everything. And that word covers our sin, but it also removes us from it. It takes us out of a pit. You could be right sitting there in it in tears, and he can go, boom, and now the tears are joy. He's just this awesome God. He's a good, good father. And if you seek his kingdom and his righteousness first, he gives the other things we need. But we got to go there first. Yes, it's so worth clapping for him because he gives us what we need. We don't have it in ourselves. That's why it's such a killer in America because people are walking away from God, but they're walking right into that trap of anxiety. We're more blessed as a people than we've ever been with stuff, and we're more likely to kill ourselves than we've ever been. That's a horrible set of, of, of scales, isn't it? How, you would think, okay, more stuff, happier. No, it's like more stuff, more weighed down, more worries. Uh, I'm worried, oh, my dryer broke. <laughs> you got one, and you have enough money to fix it. Stop crying. My kids are going around in their hoverboards. They're brand new hoverboards that they got on my anniversary. <laughs> but I, I purchased them. Beck said, oh, half price. I'm like, oh, they've been wanting those. Let's go get them. I'm, I'm, oh. So much fun. And they, they're charged when you get them. I thought you'd have to wait four hours for the thing to charge. You know, hey, the hoverboard, yay! You know, it's not going anywhere. You got to charge it for four hours. Go, 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 go do some homework, you know. Yeah. So, so they come out of the box. You can use the thing. They're going all through the house, falling. Becky, it's, and they, neither one of them can get around the table. So I'm like, let, let, me, let me try it. So I'm, I'm, I'm all wobbly. It's terrible. But I get around the table. And one of them goes, you can't even ride that thing. I said, I got around the table. Didn't, I didn't even finish my sentence. I said, I got around the table. Didn't, boom, right on the ground. Like, just hit the face first. I didn't even finish saying it. Uh, now I've said it, Becky. You can go ahead and put it on Facebook now. Uh, I, I can't believe she didn't already do it. Uh, she's showing the kids going around. I said, you didn't put mine? Oh, God bless you. Because I was literally looking over my shoulder. I got around the tip. Uh, and just straight down. Kids are laughing. Everybody thinks it's hysterical. They are making all kinds of marks on the wall that I just painted recently. 
you know, hitting it, hitting it, hitting it, hands all over it to get their balance. Thinking, come on, what did I do? So one of them turns to the other and says, yours is faster than mine. Mine's garbage. <laughs> I had all I could do not to push him off. <laughs> garbage? <laughs> garbage doesn't cost that much. <laughs> and he was super apologetic, tears, crying. He was just dumb. He was mad because he was trying to stand on it, and it wasn't working right. He just he was sitting on his. And so it just, he just said, said something without thinking. This is not even the way he, he operates, but it was... It just inflamed me. I was like, garbage? <laughs> no, no. So how must it feel to God? And I'm like, oh, my dryer's broke. My whole life's upheaved. You just can't give us enough. Okay, so, so Luke says, uh, so maybe it's my next slide. Luke says, same, same set of verses, but Luke has them in chapter 12 instead of chapter 6. And instead of saying consider the birds, he adds a phrase. He says, consider the ravens. They don't say sow or reap. They've got no store on a barn, yet God feeds them. How much more valuable are you than birds? Ravens. The reason that ravens is used here and not just birds uh, there's, 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 it's, it's especially for our purposes today, but just God's purposes with his word because his word is so amazingly tied to everything else in his word. You always want to take everything in God's word and line it up with other things in God's word. Don't take it out of context. Make sure it lines up with the rest of the word of God. So this is, this is um, the next one I want to show is, and I, I might jump you on this one, uh, whoever's doing the slides, so bear with me. But the, yeah, okay, jump that one. This one, 1 Kings 17, 1 through 6. So you're introduced to Elijah. Elijah, the big giant prophet. And this is how he starts. You know, you hear Elijah, and everybody's like, oh, he's the guy who calls down fire, which he'll do in a few chapters. But this is, now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe and Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. And then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kirith Ravine east of the Jordan. You'll drink from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kerath Ravine, east of the Jordan, and he stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. When you get to stay at Brookside Tavern at the request of God, it is because the king is going to kill him for what he said. He comes on the scene. It's the most evil king. He considered it trivial to do the, the crimes of the kings ahead of him, that, that, that his ancestors. He considered it trivial to do the sins that they did, the Bible said. He took it to a whole new level. This is Ahab and Jezebel. This is a messed up time in Israel's history, and this is an unbelievable prophet who was brought to counter it. So he says, you know, it, no, no, no water is going to fall from the sky for years. So enjoy that. See ya. <laughs> he's out of there because now he's got to get away. God's like, go somewhere. Here's this ravine. No one knows about it. You'll be all by yourself. The water will keep coming. Even though everybody else is, is drying up, you'll survive. And here's I'm going to feed you. 
the ravens will bring you meat and bread. Breakfast, dinner, every day. Okay, already I'd been like, oh, what about lunch? <laughs> Generally, there's three meals in a day, you know, three squares. You even get that in prison, God. Can't I just get, like, three, you know? And so you're going to get two, and you're going to drink from the brook. You know, I mean, I don't, deer's peeing that. You know, like, can, is there something, you give me like a, like a filter system that I can drink the water with so that when I drink it, I don't get sick, you know? And ravens, like, I see what they do. I mean, I literally was driving today, and I see one eating a skunk on the side, a dead skunk. On the side of the road, I smell, oh, oh, what's that? Oh, it's a dead, oh, it's a raven eating a dead skunk? I mean, I wouldn't eat a live one. But a dead one. And, and, like, that smell attracts it. Like, so it's eating it. So where are these ravens getting meat? For Elijah. Where's that coming from? He doesn't get to, he doesn't get a menu. I'd like skunk, please. Preferably dead three days. He, he doesn't get that option. He doesn't get to decide what's coming. He's gone to the ravine at God's description. This is where you're to be. I will keep you alive. You're going to drink from the brook. I'm going to feed you with these ravens. Do you understand how counterintuitive it is for a raven to give away food? It's a scavenger. It eats the food it gets, and they fight over it. And when it has it, it doesn't give it away. It brings it home and gives it to his babies. So he's got, now, he's a, now, he, now the food's coming to him, and he's going to eat this stuff from a raven. Do you ever read this stuff and go, what? <laughs> I mean, you should. I mean, I'm sure Elijah was going, ravens, I know. And, but I'll tell you where the food was probably coming from. Ahab. <laughs> I can almost guarantee that every time they put a pie out on the windowsill to cool, there it goes. He wasn't giving him stuff that's going to make him sick. But these, these birds have to do exactly what they don't do to feed a prophet. And he had to just wait and hope it's going to happen every day. And it would. Every day, morning, he'd get fed. Evening, he'd get fed. He didn't get to choose what it was but it was always coming. He didn't get to choose where he stayed. Brookside Tavern was the place. And so he would be there for three years until it dries up. And then God shows him what to do next. Meanwhile, he is being trained to be one of the most unbelievable prophets known to man. He is being strengthened and built up by trusting God every single day for 365 days a year for three, day, three years. Trusting him and wondering every day if he's going to get shot down or killed or dragged off to Ahab. This is how he's living his life. And why? Because so often God takes us through something that's extremely difficult to build our strengths. And if we didn't go through it, we wouldn't understand the grace we were given and we wouldn't respect the gift.
Philippians chapter 4. Reads like this, 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. That is a weapon to fight worry. Speak. Speak a scripture you know. If you don't know any, you've memorized zero scriptures. Do you have a Bible that you could open up and read one? Read it out loud. Find something that matches your situation and read the scripture to dig a hole in the problem with the word, the double-edged word. Slice it down. This word is not fake. It's not a game. It's not a Hallmark card. It's not something. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, um, one of those books here. Here's how you can fix your life. And none of it works because you can't fix your life. Only Jesus Christ can fix your life and only that book can. It's not a self-help program. It is God's word. It's God himself. So when you use those words, he used them to create the ground you're walking on. He used them to create the universe. He used them to breathe you into existence. They're powerful. We need to use them. We don't so often. We walk around and tell people, oh, I think the Bible says this, and we paraphrase it. Use the words. Use the book. When you're trying to tell someone about God, use the words. Use the book. Have it on you. Put the app on your phone so it's always in your pocket because you know you got your phone. Put it on there. Do you know that people started to put their cell phones in their baby's car seats because they accidentally left the baby in the car, but they knew they wouldn't forget the cell phone? True story. It was advice given. And it works. Put the Bible app on it. It's frightening to lose that thing. Put the Bible app on it. You've got it all the time. And then use it. And then you don't leave it on open. Use it. <laughs> we were at a journeys group this past week. And one of the guys was sharing how ticked he was because he couldn't get into the app. It wasn't working. Something was going wrong. So he actually like read the Bible Bible. And then the day went past and it knocked his like 700 days of reading the Bible down to zero because <laughs> the app was ticking him off. <laughs> and I could only laugh because I was like, oh, that's happened to me. That was so bad. <laughs> like I lost all like hundreds of days and they're just all gone. You're like, oh, like it matters. It's like dying in a video game. You come back to life. Don't worry. Uh, it's okay. It means nothing. You didn't, like, go to hell because all your days got wiped. All right, so this is how it reads. The Lord's near. Let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Do you hear the phrasing? It's not, it doesn't say you don't have to be anxious because I'm, I'm here. It doesn't say, hey, please don't worry. It says do not be anxious. When things in the Scripture say do not do this, that means it is a sin. You are actively sinning to sit in worry and keep going through the problem over and over like a default page on a computer. Every time I put it up, there's that scene. 
Every time I wake up in the morning, boop, 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 there's that scene. There's that person I hate. There's that thing they said. There's that job I didn't get. There's that relationship that's defunct right now and shouldn't be. There's that thing that I feel like God didn't show up for. There it is again. There it is again. There it is again. Default page. Your default page has got to be praise, worship, thank you, thanking him for who he is, speaking his words, using his weapons against worry. There's life in him. Do that first, and he will start providing the things that you think you're missing. There are stuff that I prayed for that I am so glad I didn't get. Go back and think of some of your really dumb prayers. Really the stupid, stupid ones. And you're like, oh, thank you, living God. I didn't get that prayer answered. Sometimes it was a prayer to be with somebody. And you watch what someone else went through, and you're like, ooh, okay, that was good. <laughs> I see why, God. And sometimes it was a prayer for a certain, my, one of mine was a job. He actually gave me that one. And it wasn't what I was supposed to be. And that one hurt. He is amazingly gracious. He got me out of that job. Gave me an awesome job. But we get things twisted when we don't trust him to be who he is. So the finish line, don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, what is this? Weapons. Weapons. Prayer. Petition. Seeking out God. Asking him. Giving him praise, but also asking him. Peter, in 1 Peter, says, cast all your anxiety on him. He can take it. He's not worried about it. With thanksgiving, thank him, a weapon. Present your requests to God, a weapon. The peace of God, a weapon, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Listen to what's being guarded. When you're super frustrated, you're super anxious, where are the two places that are attacked? Here and here. People have a stroke. People have a heart attack. Where do you feel it? When you're worried, you feel it here. It's just not. It won't go away. You're just you're frustrated. It goes here. You're sitting at your bed. You can't shut your brain down. You're sitting there like, just shut off, just shut off. And there's just a button. We'd love to just take that out and throw it away in the trash, but it doesn't work that way. You've got to have a method. And the method is weapons of warfare. You are at war. Understand that. You need weapons when you're at war. Worship. Humility, thanksgiving, prayer and petition. Take it to him. Use the word of God against your adversary. Use it. Use it. We're doing it right now. Use it. And see if he doesn't show up. But understand he's not on your timetable. He's not. Actually, he doesn't care about your reputation. He does not. The Bible is not shy about telling David's worst mistakes. You'd never even want anyone to know. But it's also not shy about telling you his greatest feats. God tells it like it is. Jonah's whole book is about everything Jonah did wrong. It even finishes with him waiting for Nineveh to get blown off the surface of the earth. Can't wait for this. 
popcorn. That's where it finishes. This major league prophet of God that w- takes three days to walk through a city and everyone repents. What? I mean, imagine the preaching. Whatever he did, an entire city, I mean, just walk through Waterville and start preaching. Is everybody going to suddenly be in church? It was for this guy, right to the, right to the king. Everyone's in sackcloth. We're wrong. We're wrong. God, we're so wrong. They all react. Then, then, then he watches and goes, I see this why I didn't come. You didn't blow them up. I knew, I knew they would follow you. Doggone it. And I had a pastor say to me once, yeah, but who wrote the book? It's written by Jonah. Would you write a book about your worst moment in your walk with God and then put it in the book that everyone reads and is the bestseller for all time? I wouldn't want it there. And he did. That's humility. That's using the word of God. That's using the word against your adversary. That's taking things to him in prayer and petition, both from the boat to inside the whale to inside the city to on the hill until God changed his heart. By the way, he was praying for them to be blown up. You want to know how that story ended? There's a plaque that they found in Nineveh to the statesman Jonah. To their beloved statesman Jonah. He stayed. He learned to love the people. God changed the city, and then God changed his heart toward the city. He would never have prayed for this. How many things does God bring into your life that you would never have prayed for, but you would never change? Trust your God with your life. Let's have a word of prayer to finish. Lord Jesus, we want to be who you want us to be. We want to be who you want to uh, God, I was praying for a job in St. Pete when you led me here. Actually. We don't always know what we should want. I'm so thankful for what you did. Over and over and over, God, we just, we don't understand what we should ask for. We know this much. Our Father in heaven, our Father, our good, good Father, hallowed be thy name. More precious than anything else is what hallowed means, God. We get that. Then this, thy kingdom come. Your kingdom come. My kingdom go. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. My will go. Be subservient to yours. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth right here as it is in heaven because you can change everything. Make me want what you want. That's my petition, God. Help us as a church to want what you want. We love you. And Jesus, look down right now, both in the homes online because from your vantage point, you see everything. 
and right here in our church building. Would you please, there are a lot of hands that went up, people really struggling with things. There are some things that I didn't mention that made this week tougher. You know what they are. There's a lot of people in here who have heavier, real things they're fighting, and they're wrestling with anxiety. And I am asking by the power of your wonderful Holy Spirit, remove the hate box. Remove the scared box. Remove the anxiety box. Remove the frustration box from their chest, from their heart and their mind. Give us a new default page. Praise, worship, your word, singing to you, spending time in your presence. Help us to be mindful of it this week because we are at war. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Have a magnificent day, everybody. God bless.